Hello. Hello. We're back and better than ever. <laughs> it's going to be spring. Everything's growing. I thought it was already spring. Yeah, you're right. It is. Uh, mm -hmm. April showers bring May flowers. So, you yes. know, as we all learned in kindergarten. Yes, they do. Did you ever have those letters, those like inflatable letters that were like Mr. F and Mr. G? Absolutely not. I bet if I Googled it, people would be like, and like posted pictures, they'd be like, oh my God, my classroom totally had those. They were like these balloons that every week we would learn like a new letter in kindergarten and they would have little faces on them. And it's just like literally a, a letter K with like eyes and a nose and everything. It was cute. Anyways, fond memories. Education. <laughs> oh my. I have to be somber really quick before we have some fun and all that. But all the shootings, dude, what the hell? Oh no. I know. Yeah, and it's, it's and uh, Tuesday is, um, I didn't know this and I was like so excited about 420 this and 420 that for, because I live in Colorado now, but it's the day that the Columbine shooting happened too. Yes. I was reading um, a bunch of that Gosh. stuff last night. I've been in a very flyleaf mood. So luckily one of my favorite YouTubers posted about um, the story of Cassie and of Rachel's challenge and all that, like how the Christians like started a movement behind those two students who were shot. Did you know that? It's not real. Well, the girl that they said was asked that wasn't actually the girl that asked that was asked. Yeah. That. And she survived, but because it doesn't really back up what they are trying to like push, yeah. I guess yeah, they're yeah they're so they just don't talk about her. But yeah, this uh, I'm I for, I'm blanking on her name, but you're absolutely right. I the video that I saw talking about it uh, revealed that to me, and I was like, oh, so it did happen, just not with Cassie. Yes, um, but still a great Flyleaf song. Definitely still fucking turn up the volume for that one. Mm -hmm. Um, but I fell down this rabbit hole of, uh, cause I had called in, oh dude, the freaking roads. I was like excited going back to work. It's my second week. And then it freaking snows and freezes over on the roads. And I, I'm still determined. I got up way early, scraped all the snow off my, my truck, let it defrost, like got prepared. And, um, yeah, I turned around like almost halfway there because I was sliding so bad and I saw a car on the shoulder, like Oh, like on top of the guardrail with two cops like guarding the car lit up and I was like oh my god did this just happen right now I'm going home and I'm gonna have to call in because I just cannot like because not only if that happened whatever maybe I'm fine but if I'm calling and it's like three in the morning Hunter is not gonna answer his phone which means I'm gonna have to call somebody else so I was like, okay, not doing that. So I turned around and came home and I, I took back roads and I was like, is this worse than the damn highway? Cause there was like potholes and like, oh, my God. um, oh, and I'm talking to myself the whole way home and like singing flyleaf, like <laughs> praying like, God, we haven't talked in a while, but like, I guess I do want to live <laughs> if I'm afraid for my life. <laughs> I said, see, Hunter, I'm not depressed. I'm sorry. It's not a joke. But uh, wow, anyways. Wow, that was, wow. I did. I told him, I was like, that could have been my chance to make it look like an accident. And what did he say? I guess he found it reassuring. 
I don't know. He said, I love you. Stop. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have those intrusive thoughts where they're just like, I I could literally just turn the wheel just a smidge Mm. and hit that guardrail right smack dab in the middle. Um, But no, I I wouldn't do that. Apparently, that's not um, supposed to happen. You're not supposed to happen. Right. Oh, no, of course. I mean, I'm I'm thinking if you're mentally stable, it probably might not happen or, you know, neurotypical or whatever they call it. But um, I didn't know other people had those thoughts. Like I, a lot of people do. I only knew Even if they don't mean it. They're like, yeah. oh, what if I just cut my finger off with these what scissors real quick? I don't know. Yeah. I don't <laughs> no. I guess not if I got, if I was afraid. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. When I freak out and I'm like, oh my. I do like living. um so yeah anyways um but anyways that that was the night I couldn't go back to sleep so I stayed up and I watched that thing and then I I watched a thing about uh Lacey Stroll or whoever I'm so sorry the the lead singer of Flyleaf that lady she uh, she uh, apparently had a a suicidal like plan and everything and she went into a church and someone spoke to her and was like God's telling me that you're in a really troubled place you don't need to um do anything drastic. God is here for you. And then that's the day she like became a Christian. So I was like, hmm, inspiring. I, I never knew her story. Yeah. I never knew her story. So that's pretty neat. Um, and I also didn't know they were a Christian band till like way after I was done, like listening to them. So it was pretty interesting. Anyways. Well, speaking of um, Christianity. Oh, here we go. What a nice segue. So, do you remember the show 19 Kids and Counting? Oh, I never watched it, but yeah, of course. It was on every tabloid. Yes. Well, this was a show on TLC. For those of you that don't know, um, it was about this family that were called the Duggars. The parents were Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar and their 19 children. They had nine daughters and 10 sons, all of whose names began with the letter J. I don't. Oh, I, don't I didn't know, know that. How, yeah, I don't know how I feel. How many letter? How many uh, J names can there be? Well, you'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so the show focuses on the life of the Duggar family, who are devout Baptists. They're like a different Baptist, though. They're I think they're like a branch. It's branches of like Baptist. Yes, which I didn't know that until I was doing this, and I was like, "What the fuck." Interesting. But they're, I think, called independent Baptists. Mm. I don't know. Okay. But, okay. So, and on the show, they frequently discuss values of purity, modesty, and faith in God. All of the children are homeschooled, and access to entertainment, such as movies and television, are limited. The Duggar family has also used blanket time, which is kind of dumb but i had to look up what it was because i didn't know what the fuck it was but it's just putting your infant or toddler on a blanket or a play mat for like a limited period of time and by themselves and you like give them one toy at a time or some i don't it's supposed to um what's the word it's supposed to be like a self-control thing like they're learning self-control with this but interesting is it a parenting thing or is it a more of a religious thing um i think it's a parenting thing but it's like super controversial because parents use it as like corporal punishment of some sort 
Like, wow. I don't okay. know. I'm not sure exactly, but I don't know. I don't know how they did it. I didn't, I think I watched the first season or not. I don't think I even watched the show. I watched the specials that they had on TLC. Like they would do before the show. It was just like specials of them every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would watch that shit with my mom and I don't remember this. Like thing. interviews and whatnot. And yeah. Everybody's there. <clears throat> yeah. So, okay, they do that, and then they practice chaperoned courtship in which a couple becomes acquainted mm-hmm. only in a group setting. Mm-hmm. So the values presented on the show have been associated with the quiverful movement, which has been described as promoting strict family conformity, male hierarchies, and subversive roles for women. Though the Duggars have stated that they are not associated with the movement, the Duggar family are a part of the Institute of Basic Life Principles and the Advanced Training Institute, both of which were founded by Bill Gothard. And apparently, Bill Gothard is really shitty. Uh, Through his conservative teachings, he encourages Bible memorization, large families, homeschooling, aversion to debt, respect for authority, conservative dress, and extended principles related to identity, family, education, healthcare, music, and finances. In 2014, he stepped down from the IBLP, after multiple allegations of sexual harassment and molestation were made against him. In 2016, Gothard and IBLP were sued by a group of alleged victims, and the lawsuit was dismissed in 2018 due to statute of limitations. So um, the series began on September 29th, 2008. This was after all those mm-hmm. specials. The specials, I don't remember when they started, but I want to say- They were like, it's a TLC, right? Is yeah. their network? Yeah. Or at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their TLC is like really shitty. Like besides them, right. they have the, are they the ones that have the sister wives or some shit? Yes, I think so. And also like the toddlers and tiaras and like all yeah, those kinds really of up honey boo boo. Yeah, they have really mm-hmm. fucked up shows. It was like entertaining whenever I was little because my mom would watch them, all like those kind of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they just kept going and it was like, you're just making right. things worse. Dude, I think it was because reality shows were like really like taking off. So they were like, let's just film anything people are willing to watch. But yeah, now but we're seeing like, that lines needed to be drawn. Like that's yeah. exploitation to the max. Because they were like making shit up. As they went along, they were like, okay, we're going right. to put them in compromising situations to see what they do. And they knew they were going to do fucked up shit. Exactly. Okay, so let's go to the beginning. Go back to the beginning. Um, oh, James Robert Duggar, or Jim Bob, was born July 18th, 1965, in Springdale, Arkansas, to Jamie Lee, or Jimmy Lee Duggar, and the former Mary Lester, who owned a real estate brokerage agency. Jim Bob went to Shiloh Christian High School, and he and his family were devout members of the Baptist Church. Jim Bob served as a Republican member of the Arkansas House of Representatives from 1999 to 2002. He was defeated for the Republic nomination for the U.S. Senate by incumbent Tim Hutchinson in 2002, and he later became a real estate agent and investor. The Duggars' income is derived from rental proceeds of commercial properties they own. I did not know that. 
Whoa. I didn't know that they were hey, once again, I didn't really keep watching, so I don't I didn't know. But um it was really interesting to find that out. Hmm. Um so Jim Bob and Michelle, the mom and dad, met when a mutual friend who went to church with Jim Bob invited Michelle to church. Though she doesn't remember meeting Jim Bob then, she admitted in an interview would love to know when Jim Bob and their friend were out knocking on doors of people who they invited to church before, they knocked on Michelle's door to invite her back to Sunday school. It was just your average Tuesday night for 15-year-old Michelle who didn't realize that she'd be saved by and married to the man who quite literally showed up at her doorstep. So Michelle Evelyn Rourke, Rourke was born on September 13, 1966 to Garrett Floyd Rourke and Ethel Marie Hardin. She was the couple's seventh and final child. She comes from a more secular home. And she went to regular public high school, unlike her children, and she was a cheerleader. And she even wore pants, which she does not do now. And she used to mow her lawn in a bikini, which apparently she likes to mention frequently as a way of showing how sinful it was. She's a changed woman. She is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So during this time, she also struggled with self-worth and was bulimic. So Michelle didn't actually convert to Christianity until she met Jim Bob. And as Michelle told Love to Know, she made such an impression on Jim Bob that he confessed to praying for a chance to be her spiritual leader and asked God, can she be mine? (laughs) Yeah, when God's involved in your love decisions, it's a little bit weird. But I mean, that's every Catholic that gets married in the goddamn church. That's true. It's like a, it's like the center of their um, relationship whenever they're that um, into religion and stuff. Usually, I mean, if it saves some people, okay. But right, I don't know. It weirds me out. But you know, whatever you want to do, whatever <laughs> you want to do, you go get married right. to your girlfriend, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then have to fight to get it annulled later. <laughs> You're absolutely right. My mom had to do that. She li- Okay, so you don't have to pay oh. to get your marriage annulled through the Catholic Church, but mm. they do suggest that you give a donation so that mm. it can further along the process. So my mom gave a very nice donation so that her marriage could be annulled through the church besides just – because she said Wonderful. she felt weird going in there being a divorced woman. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it made her feel better, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she's got that. There's a lot of people that have that Catholic guilt. And if they yeah, do, I mean, it, it literally eats them alive. Like, it eats them alive. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's guilt or more like po- like you feel like a poser. Like, oh, I'm not that Catholic if I'm over here being sinful. Yeah, that's the guilt. Hello. I don't know. I feel like it's two different things, but you're right. It is It is guilt most That's of the time. That's what they call it, at least. That's what I've always heard it been called, Catholic guilt. Oh, go to confession. I told my grandma. My grandma had never heard that term, and I told it to her, and she literally died laughing because she knows it's true. She's like, God damn it. Well, she didn't say that. But- <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yes. Okay. Wow. I was sweating like a sinner in church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
and there was no water in the fucking shit in the fridge. So I had to put more in there, but I had left the fucking, the little knob up to let the water out. And I fucking poured the water in there with the nozzle or with that thing still up and the water just poured out of the fucking nozzle. So I almost had a heart attack, but I fixed it and now I feel better. Wonderful. So, yeah, I walked out there and I was like, this is what would happen because I just keep fucking talking about God out there. <laughs> That's what I literally thought. We were, I was joking about the devil or something and like things kept going wrong whenever we were talking about Rosemary's baby when we were recording. Oh. And then I felt weird. And that's probably why I almost slid off the road. It reminded me of when the, the priest has Annabelle in the back seat. Stop it. <laughs> Ooh. That's, there's the ex-Catholic guilt coming in right there. Right. <laughs> I need to go back to Catholicism. And it's funny because I was uh, half serious about it whenever Amber has kids. that uh, If I'm the godmother, then I need to become a Catholic again. Oh, simply for that. <laughs> You're... <laughs> Um, I mean, hey, if you want to be Catholic again, you go for it. I'm not. <laughs> you said me, on the other hand, no. Yeah, excuse me, me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's Sunday, right? And Hunter and I this morning we like had sex or whatever, and I was like, now we can go to church. And he was like, I ain't going to church. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like if I I'm gonna say this. If you go back to being Catholic, I feel like you and Hunter won't stay married. Oh, really? I do believe Interesting. That. Dang. I wonder how it goes usually for people who one person's a, a, I don't know, I guess a non-believer or secular or whatever, and the other person's like devout. I don't think I'd ever be like devout, devout. I was pretty there into was it shit. when I was, I was in high school. But there's a shit ton of like in the 50s that happened, not the 50s, maybe like the 60s, that happened a lot. Like the husband's weren't very devout and because that was my entire childhood like my grandma they were catholic up until that wedding night right my well my grandma was baptist (laughs) my grandpa was catholic but he didn't ever go to church and she went to church every sunday he never went with her he just had all his sacraments so he was in the books catholic that's me he had a catholic you know because he was catholic i didn't know he was catholic until he died i was like what the fuck Oh, dang. And my mom is Catholic, and my dad wasn't anything. Like, he was, I guess, Baptist, if that was what he was going to be. But Mm. he went to church sometimes, not all the time. He only went whenever my mom made him go. But, yeah, he didn't didn't do that. He fought all the time about it. But mainly because she needed him to go to make sure we acted right. But True. Well, then. Here we go. So the following year after she first met Jim Bob, Michelle applied for a job at a local yogurt shop that Jim Bob's mother happened to be managing. So she was hired at Jim Bob's encouragement, and shortly thereafter, he asked her on a date, to which she said yes. Two years after they met, when Michelle was 17 and Jim Bob was 19, they got hitched. The year was 1984, and they had both just graduated high school. Oh, isn't that cute? High school sweethearts. So when they first got married, Michelle worked outside of the home. I don't remember what her job was. but um, And they did all the shit we all do. They watch TV, wear pants, use birth control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their eldest child, Joshua, was born in 1988. 
and they resumed using birth control after his birth, but conceived again despite having been on birth control. However, mm-hmm. Michelle miscarried early on in her pregnancy. And she mm-hmm. has mentioned that they named the child Caleb despite not knowing the baby's sex. And she also says after consulting a doctor, the Duggars were told that the birth control can in some cases allow conception but cause miscarriage, which I will say is not true. If a doctor actually did tell her that, it was in the late 80s, early 90s, and that might have not been well-researched then, but that doesn't. Right. That Um, happened to my mom too, though. Uh, She was on birth control and they got pregnant and then she had a miscarriage. Uh, I guess she had messed it up or something. That might be what happens is sometimes they miss a pill or something and it, who knows? Things well, yeah, they the miss a pill. That's how they got pregnant. But yeah. Or if some shit mm-hmm. happens, but also who knows? The birth control could have been different, like different yeah. shit in there. It's probably and, come a long way since. Yeah. But now it's not true. Like you, you're not going to, birth control doesn't cause the miscarriages. Like you can't take birth control to like abort a baby. So no. Oh no. Yeah. No. And that's what I feel like she was saying. Mm. So as a result of that, they decided to stop using birth control and allow God to determine the number of children they would have. Sweet, merciful. (laughs) So Michelle soon became pregnant again. And this time with her first set of twins And then Michelle gave birth 17 times, more times, (laughs) over a period of 21 and a half years, approximately one birth every 15 months. That's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, since they are devout independent Baptist, that's what it is, Mm -hmm. they only watch programs they consider to be wholesome family television and various historical events, which I'm sure they pick and choose which ones they want to show. Mm. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, the internet service is filtered, and they adhere to certain standards of modesty and clothing in coordinates with the religious beliefs, or with their religious beliefs. Shorts and tank tops are prohibited, and the women do not wear skirts that go above the knee. According to Michelle, such standards are mandated by scripture. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into their scripture here in a minute. Um, <clears throat> they believe that bearing one's thigh is nakedness and shame and runs the risk of defrauding others or stirring up and arousing desires in someone else that cannot be righteously fulfilled. <laughs> they what if you show your jugs? Do what? What if you show your jugs? What happens then? I'm sure they just have a heart attack and die after that. What if they're allowed to show their jugs but not their thighs? That's weird. I'm surprised that part isn't in there, but I guess that's just to them. It's like common, not like, of course. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they don't think it's bad because women, they breastfeed. I don't fuck. Do they breastfeed? I would hope. Oh, maybe. Maybe they don't. I'm not sure. Um, so they avoid beaches and public swimming areas because it's just too hard for the guys to try to keep their eyes averted in those situations. Thank you so much for keeping your predator <laughs> children away from the rest of the public. Some guys like that makes it harder because then that's all we think about is like, I wonder what she looks like under those all those clothes. That is so disgusting. 
All right. So female family members keep their hair long and males are clean shaven and short haired. They practice the chaperone courtship where the couple gets to know one another in a group setting. And the Duggars describe this as dating with a purpose. The Mm -hmm. children cannot begin a courtship without parental permission. Mm -hmm. And before a courtship officially begins, an interested man must speak to the woman's father, who is Jim Bob. And they are all homeschooled using wisdom books, which are part of the ATI curriculum. And this curriculum was created by the Institute in Basic Life Principles. Mm. And the ATI homeschooling program is a system that involves workbooks, quizzes, and other resources designed to teach a curriculum that enriches with biblical life principles. In other words, everything ATI teaches is derived directly from scripture, meaning that regardless of the subject, if the subject is science, linguistics, or history, the Bible is always the focus. And that's all fine and dandy if you're into that sort of thing. Um, but former members who have since denounced ATI have spoken out about the teachings being weird, archaic, and illogical. Or, yeah. <clears throat> hmm. According to Gawker, who managed to scan and upload pages out of an ATI workbook, the program teaches such asinine things as semen causes cancer. Yeah, Don't swallow it. according to ati god uses cancer and other illnesses as curses on people who don't follow his word i know that reminds me uh, the i almost said woodsboro oh my god i'm thinking about scream the the uh the is it what what is it called the the big church woodsboro is that what it is the ones that are always like um, protest outside funerals and stuff. Westboro, that's what it's called. Uh, they 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 have signs that usually say like "Thank God for cancer" because he's like doing his job by giving people cancer. Wow, like it's God's will. Yeah, that's a big one for people. And also, of course, you know when they protest outside funerals and stuff. That's just like whoa. Yeah, dude, it's so it's so fucked up. I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like curses aren't I just I don't why would you use that word and when it comes to God? Right. But yeah, if if people get cancer, they're like happy about it. They're like, okay, well, he's smiting you. Yeah, or it's part of his plan, so you just gotta be thankful. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. So um particularly when it comes to casual or premarital sex is whenever he sends these curses to people. Jeez. However, they're scared. (laughs) Yeah. But however, once a woman has a husband, she's magically immune to such diseases. (laughs) Oh, see, I didn't know that you were going to go there. That's funny. That's a little interesting. But, you know, also, can you believe this? I just found this on YouTube and I think the episodes are completely like all on YouTube. Have you heard of a show called Preacher's Daughters? No. Dude, you're going to cringe so hard. It's literally preachers who have daughters in it. The, the reality show is about them. And they they t- discuss this like courtship stuff a lot. Because obviously they're like kids. So they're like in high school trying to date and stuff. And it's super cringy. And the dads are sometimes creepy. Sometimes they mean well. but And then one girl gets in trouble all the time. And so it's like she's the controversial, controversial one on the show. Anyways, oh, I've only seen like one episode. But I was screaming. Ew. Oh, Oh my God. Preacher's daughters, everybody. 
That is so disgusting, first of all. Like, anyone that says preacher's daughter like that, you know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, this bitch is a slut. And everyone says shit like that or like they're they're not actually as saintly as they come out to be so of course they would well one of them yeah one of them on that show isn't and one of them is very um into it like like agrees with everything uh that her parents and and there's always one parent that's more into it than the other i don't know it's it's interesting to see the dynamics in those kinds of families that are uh, heavily involved in the church and i just can't believe it's like still well, I guess that's fine if it's still being shown in reality TV, but it's also kind of creepy. Yeah, it definitely creeps me out. So possibly the most upsetting thing about IBLP is how it counsels those who have been sexually abused. So trigger <laughs> warning to anyone. Ooh, this whole episode probably you shouldn't listen to, but okay. Here's I'll put it on the description. According to an actual page from an ATI handout, the... Institute advises counselors to ask victims, why did God let the abuse happen? Some examples of answers to this question are immodest stress, indecent exposure, and being evil with friends. Damn, being evil with friends, that's... Um, The handout goes on to advise victims to be fortunate of their abuse because they are now more spiritually powerful. The handout states, if you had to choose no physical abuse or more mighty in spirit, which would you choose? That's fucking terrible. What the hell? So the victim blamey parts of ATI's teachings also leave a negative effect on young women who are forced to see the world through a black and white prism where their bodies are constantly at a threat for rape for simply not dressing modestly. And if they do, whoops, it's their fault. Those strict guidelines haunt me, former ATI follower and author Sarah Jones wrote, because of the heavy emphasis on eye traps and dressing modestly, I was highly aware of myself as a sexual temptation to all men at all times. Every time I ventured into public, I risked inciting a man to violent lust and rape. So if a woman doesn't cry out when she's raped, God holds her equally guilty of her attacker. Holy shit. And this has been stated by Bill, that man that runs the whole shit, um, in one of the wisdom books. So besides all of that shit, the Duggars, which this part isn't that terrible, but um, I mean, I guess it's not like terrible. It's just kind of frowned upon, kind of. But they've also implemented a buddy system. So at the beginning, it was one older kid that took care of one younger kid. And then the mom basically supervised them. So that was their buddy system. Mm -hmm. But eventually, as the kids got older, they split the siblings into teams. And each of the older (laughs) sisters were in charge of one team, which had like three kids in it. Blue squadron. Assemble the green squadron. Seriously. Like, it sounds – I'm sure if you watched it on TV, it would be funny (laughs) and you would kind of laugh. But saying it, like reading it, I was disturbed. (laughs) If you need that, maybe you should reconsider your uh, reproductive plan. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Your girls raised your kids. You didn't. (laughs) Oh, no. You Uh, had kids just to fucking give them to your daughters. Like, Mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. uh, youtuber i was listening to that girl that you sent me the video of um yay she says sister wives they were her sister wives <laughs> <laughs> yeah she did she referred to them as that. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that was funny. She's great. But that whole video was fucking hilarious. Um, the part <laughs> I really did that. Hold on, I have to tell you what it's called because y'all need to go watch this shit. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I like her. She's funny. So, um... <laughs> okay. They're not her daughters. They are her sister wives. Oh, shit. Okay. So, um... The channel is called Fundy Fridays, and the episode is called The Duggers. But this girl fucking says, it, the part that made me die laughing was, <laughs> there's a picture of the oldest son, Josh, and his wife, and she's pregnant. And then standing mm-hmm. right next to him is his mom, who is also pregnant, and his dad. And... <laughs> The girl in the video, she like shows that picture and then she jumps to another one that's just the wife of Josh and the mom standing together pregnant and it says (laughs) and they say white people don't have culture. (laughs) And it made that even more because that's what happened to Jeremy and his mom. (laughs) Oh his um, baby mama was pregnant with Emma. His mom was pregnant with his little brother. <laughs> they take pictures side by side. Oh, actually, I don't know. Touching, <laughs> touching hopefully, bellies. Hopefully, Emma's mom thought that, that was not in good taste. But <laughs> oh yeah, and then, I mean, like that happens to Mexicans too. I'm like, you know what? You're right. It does. But white people are the True. only ones to take the pictures. Yeah, it's a it's a miracle <laughs> that they celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm-mm. They like with us. It was a mistake for one of us, but we ain't gonna say that. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess the reason that works is because one, you have way too many kids, or I guess not way too many, but oh yeah, I guess if you have fucking twenty kids, that's too much. (laughs) If you have a whole fucking football team, that's enough. We're not cats. This isn't a litter of kittens. Oh yeah, exactly. But if if you have a lot of kids, even if you have like six kids, I guess. It depends on how early you had them, how old you were, or whatever. That would right be- for them for it to be possible for yeah. to have a baby at the same time that's as your daughter or whatever. With Jeremy's mom, because Jeremy's mom had him whenever she was sixteen. Yeah, so exactly. He, he didn't have Emma until he was twenty. So that's one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like fucked up with age. It was, just, or well, at least on his part. But like, <laughs> it was. Just, I fucking love it. You're offending everyone <laughs> right now. I love it. I'm sorry if your family is a huge family and your aunt or uncle had a baby at the same time your mom or your grandma did or whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> it happens. If that has happened in your family, it's okay. But for the Duggars, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's just made culture. me laugh. White culture. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. So now we're going to talk about children. Okay, so this one is going to be a fucking doozy. And this is where the trigger warning really needs to be. Really needs to be mm, in there. Okay. 40 minutes in. <clears throat> Perfect. Oh, shit. Okay, so here we go. Now on to the children. So once the golden boy of the family, Josh Duggar, who is the oldest, has fallen very far from grace. So he married Anna Keller in 2008, and the couple have six kids together. And all of their names start with the letter M. How do they decide on the letter? 
I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> sure it's in the show somewhere. Whoever watches it or watched it, let us know. Cute. Um, so from June 2013 to May 2015, he was executive director of FRC Action, which is a political action and lobbying organization supported by the Family Research Council. Hmm. So when describing his position with the organization, he stated that he would be focused on engaging the grassroots and taking the message of faith, family, and freedom all across America. Sounds like Trump Jr. He described his family as the epitome of conservative values and advocates for what he terms family-centered and conservative Christian rights or Christian right political viewpoints, including opposition to abortion, divorce, and gay marriage. Josh has been referred to as an anti-gay activist by GLAAD. It's GLAAD, right? G-L-A-A-D? I think so. So, which are a pro-LGBTQA+, right? Right? Jeez, that's, I don't know. I don't remember that. That's But anyway, in the article I was reading, it just said pro-GLBT rights organization, formerly known as the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. So on May 21st, 2015, a report by magazine In Touch Weekly stated that Jim Bob had told the Arkansas State Police that Josh, get ready for this molested five underage girls between 2002 and 2003 when he was 14 and 15 years old. Four of those girls were his sisters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the magazine source of information was a redacted police report obtained via a Freedom of Information Act request. Arkansas State or Arkansas Judge Stacy Zimmerman ordered the original police report destroyed and the public record expunged on the same day the article was released. For reasons I'm not sure. Jim Bob reported that he learned in March 2002 that Josh had touched the breast and genital region of his sisters on multiple occasions while they were sleeping. <gasps> Ew. Jim Bob and Michelle. Creepy. Do what? Creepy Creeperton. Yeah, dude. And... Disgusting. The sisters say that they don't, they didn't know, like that they didn't know that that happened. Oh, that's worse. Uh, so Jim Bob and Michelle stated that they may, they were made aware of the incidents when he confessed and also stated that at the time the girls were unaware of the abuse that had occurred. Jim Bob said that Josh was disciplined at home. And in March, 2003, Duggar's parents learned of additional incidents and victims including the touching of a babysitter. The incidences were reaching under the dress of a younger sister who was in his lap and cornering a sister in the laundry room to reach under her clothing. Uh, what the fuck? The Duggars had also been told the abuse included a much younger sister who, according to the Duggars, didn't understand that she had been inappropriately touched. Jesus Christ. So fucking sad and so terrifying. Mm Especially, I don't want to say this what? this stuff can happen at any time, but I mean, when you don't have these kinds of discussions with your kids, how are they supposed to know? Like, hey, my brother's doing this stuff. That's weird. Well, they even had those fucking books, like those books that said right. what not to do. And all those girls did what they were supposed to do. They wore the clothes that they that fucking pamphlet said or that book said. 
Well, even oh, I mean, like the boy too. Like, yeah, I don't know if he read it curiosity or he's literally a pedophile. Yeah. Oh my god, there's an interview with the dad, and I think it's both the parents. But um, the interviewer calls him a pedophile, and the dad was like, "Uh, you mentioned pedophile in that question, and." He's was not a, he's not a pedophile. This happened when he was 14 and 15. Like he's a child still. A pedophile is an adult. I was like, what? Ugh. Well, give him a few more years. Well, even then, now that he's still fucking sexual deviant, he I mean, at least he isn't well that we know of going after little girls still. Oh, hopefully not. Mm. Oh my god. It's all just adult women. But um, anyways. Mm. At this time, Josh's father brought the issue to the elders of their church, and Jim Bob informed police that he had enrolled Josh in a program consisting of counseling and physical labor after consulting with his church's leadership. Michelle stated that he was sent away from the home for a period of three months to work for a family friend who was remodeling a building. And apparently a lot of people say that what he was doing was actually going to help the man that had started that um what the fuck is it called? That man, Bill, that started the IBLP. Mm. He went to go help him build a new, um, like, worship center or some shit. What the heck? Yeah, so he was with the man that ended up getting convicted of, or ended up getting uh, in trouble for assaulting or raping women. Like, really? Ugh, yeah. Showed him some pointers. Mm-hmm. So when Josh returned home in July 2003, his father took him to meet James W. Hutchinson, who was an Arkansas State trooper and family acquaintance. According to Josh and his parents, the meeting was the first time any law enforcement authority was made aware of the sexual abuse. Hutchins did not take any official action, but reportedly gave Josh a stern talking. Arkansas wow, law. Okay. Huh? I said, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, what the f- Oh, it fucking infuriates me. But listen to this. Arkansas law states that law enforcement officers, as mandated reporters, are, acquired, are required to alert the Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline when learning of sexual abuse. Well, Hutchins was later arrested and convic- convicted of unrelated charges of child pornography and is serving a 56-year prison sentence right now. Wow. Yeah. He was surrounded by fucking molesters. Like, he was surrounded by fucking assholes that just basically told him he was doing okay because they were doing the same shit. Ugh. It's disgusting. Yeah. So, in December 2006, the family was scheduled to appear on the Oprah Winfrey show. Apparently, though, all the shit that happened was before the show even started. Or, like, I'm not even sure if any of the specials had began. Hmm. But if they did, they only saw them every couple of years. So it wasn't like TLC really knew then. And if they did, they're not going to fucking say that. So, um, right. So, December 2006, the family was scheduled to appear on the Oprah Winfrey show. And I think this was after, oh, yeah, this was after the um, specials. This is whenever the specials first started. And um, at this time, an anonymous source emailed Winfrey's Harpo Studios and called the Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline to reveal Duggar's past sexual misconduct. Winfrey's producers alerted the Department of Human Services and canceled the Duggar's family appearance on the show. 
As a result of these reports, an investigation by the Springdale, Arkansas Police Department was launched. Department investigators spoke to Josh's parents and several other family members, with the family describing the sexual misconduct that occurred in 2002 and 2003. The family reported that no further incidences had occurred since Josh returned to the home in late 2003. Family members interviewed by the police said that they felt safe in their home and had forgiven Josh for his past behavior. According to Arkansas law, child sexual abuse charges for offenses must be filed within three years of being reported to a police officer to be within the statute of limitations. The family's earlier contact with Hutchins, the statute had started at the time of the contact and had run out by the time of 2006 investigation. As a result, no charges could be filed, which sucks. Wow. Um, Because if that man, if that officer would have fucking said something or that douche canoe would have said something he they would have been able to file charges but who the fuck knows i don't know right um so on june 5th 2015 josh's sisters jessa and jill gave an interview to megan kelly on fox news channels the kelly file discussing (laughs) the abuse and the reports released jessa called josh's actions as a teen very wrong and stated, I do not want to speak up in his defense in his defense against people who are calling him a child molester, a pedophile, or a rapist. Oh, she said, I do want to speak up in his defense against people who are calling him a child molester or a pedophile or a rapist. As some people are saying, she went on to say, that is so overboard and a lie, really. I mean, people get mad at me for saying that, but I can because I was one of the victims, she said. <gasps> the system was set up to protect kids. It's greatly failed. And that the week preceding the interview has been a thousand times worse for us than the actual sexual abuse. And Jill, another sister, uh, called the release of the police reports a re-victimization. Mm-hmm. That's really fucking sad. But uh, so then on August 20th, 2015, following the online posting of information from the Ashley Madison data breach. And do you know what Ashley Madison is? Yes. Okay, for those of you who do not know, it was a um, website where you could have an affair with, it was supposed to be with real women, but apparently according to that um, Fundy Friday's video, they're bots. They were bots. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. They were all bots. Interesting. And dudes are stupid. But um <laughs> oh, right. Way to avoid being a home wrecker. Yeah. Like Good job. technology. That's stupid. So okay, so um the Ashley Madison data breach, which included records of credit card transactions under his name. Duggar and his parents released a statement on the website, on the family website, in which he admitted to watching pornography on the internet, and being unfaithful to his wife. According to material obtained in the data breach, Josh's credit card was used to pay $986.76 for two Ashley Madison subscriptions starting in February 2013, which were canceled in May 2015, shortly after the molestation allegations surfaced. Holy moly. So he made a statement after um, the Ashley Madison thing because 
He had made a statement after the molestation stuff happened, and he was like saying he was going to be a better person, blah, 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 this shit. So then he makes another statement whenever this shit happens later in the year, and uh, he says, I have been the biggest hypocrite ever. While, um, okay, while espousing faith and family values, I have secretly over the last several years been viewing pornography on the internet, and this became a secret addiction. And I became unfaithful to my wife. <laughs> the last few years, while publicly stating I was fighting against immorality in our country, I was hiding my own personal failures. <laughs> the reference to pornography. Okay, well, that was parts of the statement that were pulled. And uh, the reference to pornography was later removed from the website. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <clears throat> I know. Even that was terrible. Uh <clears throat> Like, the whole fucking thing is disgusting, and they're like, oh, we need to take that word out. We need to take it out. It needs to go. Mm-hmm. On August 25th, 2015, Josh checked himself into a rehabilitation facility that his family described as a long-term treatment center. The facility was mm-hmm. later confirmed in media reports as Reformers Anonymous which describes itself as a learning atmosphere where the addicted can be discipled in an environment that is much like a greenhouse. But then when you're in an environment that's not like a greenhouse, how the fuck are you going to act? Exactly. (laughs) Fine in there. And then once you get out into the fucking public again, you fucking become... Get therapy. Yeah, it's so stupid. So then this was all in 2015. So then in November of 2015, pornographic actress Danica Dillon filed <gasps> yes. filed suit against Duggar, claiming that he had assaulted her to the point of causing her physical and emotional injuries during an episode of consensual sex at a Philadelphia strip club earlier in the year. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Fucking this guy. Scandal. You know this none of this shit is like bad things to I mean, granted, this him assaulting her. It's like normal. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but the going to the strip club, watching yes. porn, it's just everyday stuff. Yeah, that shit's not even bad, but they made it bad because of all the other bullshit that they're part of. Like Ugh, yeah. the assault and the molestation and um him fucking it's like all clumped together yeah and him being but it shouldn't be towards against all of this shit is what makes it terrible like right so according to dylan the incident occurred after she had provided 600 dollars worth of lap dances to duggar god damn she must have been tired as fuck <laughs> <laughs> or expense or just making a lot of money well, yeah a hundred dollars a lap dance Ooh. right that's, I'm at. Damn it. Oh my God. Wait. Okay. Pause. Speaking of that. So, oh, I was no. Watching oh TikTok no. And apparently, Houston is opening their first BBW strip club. <gasps> I was wondering when the hell that was going to happen. No. And I want to. Houston. Wanna, I just want to see what kind I'll of. go to Amateur Night and wear a little mask. And no one's going to know you. Nobody knows me there anymore. All the way in Houston. Yeah, but if you get a, p- a picture, if someone posts oh, a picture, Lord. someone's like, oh, hey, there's Daniela. <laughs> oh, no. I First of all, I can't fucking <laughs> dance to save my life, much less on a fucking pole. You don't have to do anything wild. I want to see what kind of girls they consider BBW, though. That's what I want to fucking Oh, Are they going to look like the, the Torrid models, <laughs> or are they going to look like actual BBW? Right. Like, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. There might be a variety. Throw a few in there. Oh, that reminds me too. I watched uh, the biopic of Anna Nicole Smith. I cried almost the entire time. But, <gasps> Stop. Um, what, you know who Willa Ford is? She's singing, ah, no. singing that song, I Want to Be Bad. Oh. Do you know what song I'm talking about? I think it's like ringing a bell a little bit. Ooh, and you're going to leave it in there so people can know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> cool. Then it'll come back to you being the new uh, spokesperson for BBW strip clubs. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's what I thought. Hold on. Why are you not playing? I want to be bad. Is it that one? I think you might be correct. It was in like a bunch of movies. Oh my god, yes. I'm gonna cry. I love this. Okay, so she was the one that played Anna Nicole Smith, and it was very, very unsettling how good she was being like her but it also was really weird because it didn't feel like it was real but that's exactly how she spoke so it was just i don't know i don't know it was crazy they could have done a better job because it was on lifetime but um <clears throat> it was still good it still made me cry because i loved Anna nicole smith but um she was a stripper and she met that's how she met her filthy rich husband howard Yes, Howie. The only man. Okay. But yeah, um, so then I got excited because I was like, oh my God, maybe that could be me. I'm going to have to see that. I've seen like her, the older like documentaries and stuff. And I feel like there was another movie uh, about her that I saw, but I don't know. I don't. Is it old or are you talking, did they just make a new one? No, it's old. Um, It was, it's on Amazon Prime right now. I might have started watching because she was like working at a ranch at first or something, mm. riding horses. No, no, this isn't in that one. Damn it. Okay, I'll have to, I'll have to watch it. But anyways, yes, Anna Nicole. Oh my God, my favorite sex icon. And she was plus-sized, right? Uh, For a little bit, yeah, she was. At first. Yeah, and then they had her like do that dieting, marketing shit that she was doing. Yes. Uh, trim spa, mm -hmm. baby. There you go. Yes. Okay. Oh, this one came out, like, right after she died. It was 2007. Oh, that was so sad. There's other ones, though, that have come out. That My mom and I loved her. She was great. She really was. I loved her show. My mom used to watch it, too, because she thought she was funny. Mm-hmm. But what we were watching was her being high off her fucking ass. Oh, true. Um, okay, so back to this. Um... Danica was seeking $500,000 in damages from Josh, and in early 2016, uh, Danica chose to dismiss the lawsuit with no intent to refile. So I'm sure they mm -hmm. gave her some sort of settlement. Did they pay her off or something? Or? Oh. So that is Josh, the shitty motherfucker first child. <clears throat> And up next are the first set of twins, John David and Jana. So John David is married to Abby Burnett, and they got married in 2018, and they have one little girl. And in 2010, he also tried to enter politics, but that didn't work out. So now he's a constable of Washington County, Arkansas, and he's also a pilot. <clears throat> 
And whenever he was doing the politics shit, it was also Republican stuff, conservative stuff. Of course. So then Jana, she is one of the only oldest child or yeah, oldest kids that isn't married and doesn't have any kids, which apparently a lot of people give her shit for because she's not doing what her brothers and sisters are doing. Uh, But she still lives at home and she helps take care of the kids and shit. And I don't, I think that's, I think she's uh, rumored to be engaged right now, but it's not for sure. But I don't know. Either way, she's taking her time, like, cool, you know, whatever. I think she's the same age as me. Do they ask her, like, in interviews about I'm it and sure. she just doesn't? Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, like, people make comments and shit. I wonder if it's for, like, a specific reason or she just hasn't. I'm sure Seeing the example of her same, like, brothers and sisters and mom and yeah, all that. Yeah, like, everyone else is already doing it, so why the fuck? She's probably the only sister they all call and they're like, God, having a family is exhausting. Right? And so she's I'm probably sure like, she's watching everybody else. Right. Like, fuck that. <laughs> She's like, I already raised my kids, a.k.a. my siblings. Yeah. Or she could – oh, no, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> um, so next is Jill, and she married Derek Dillard in 2014, and they have two boys. Oh, I was going to put how old they are now, and I forgot. Oh. All the children? Yeah. Because I, I put mm-hmm. it for the younger kids. I just didn't do it for them. Let me see. Josh is 33 years old right now. And John David is 31. He's my age. Oh, yeah. Duh. I just finished saying that. So Jana is 31 as well. And Jill. Jill is 29. And she married Derek Dillard in 2014. They have two boys. So they used to be missionaries in South America somewhere. But that ended when it came out that they were taking donations for these missionary trips, but they weren't actually being sponsored by the church that they claimed to be sponsored by. And (gasps) they didn't have missionary licenses, which I had no idea existed. You have to have a license. Yeah. Well, at least they're regulating something. Yeah, I didn't know that they did that. But yeah, yeah, um, so they were just living down there and taking funds from people. And I guess they were actually like spreading the word of God or whatever. But it was like for no reason because a majority of that, it, I don't know, it just creeps me out whenever they go on missionary trips like that. Like, yeah, saying, okay, your religion is not doing it. So here's ours. So that you can be. Better. I know that's rude. Yeah. It's like what makes you think everybody sh- wants to do that or should be or yeah, whatever. It's fucking. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. And I get you know you want to spread the word and you're happy that you're happy, but keep it over there on your side. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. Um, on September, or at 15th, least build a few houses or something. Do what? I said, or at least build a few houses while you're over there. Yeah, I just. I'm sure they did some bullshit that didn't make anything better. Mm-hmm. On September 15, 2015, uh, Jill officially became a certified professional midwife after several years mm. of study and professional apprenticeship. However, her mentor, Vanessa Giron, I'm assuming that's how you say it, her license was rescinded after an error with a patient. I think there was a birth injury or something, and the parents sued her. Oh. 
So well, now neither Jill nor Vanessa mm-hmm. are licensed midwives in the state of Arkansas. <laughs> Jeez. Mm-hmm. So now <sighs> Jill runs a marriage blog with problematic advice. And I'm going to read some of the shit that she has uh, listed off. Yes. So she says, here are some ways we can love our husbands. Uh, have sex often. You both need this time together regularly. Three to four times a week is a good start. LOL. And when you may not be able to actually have intercourse for a period of time or for health issues, find other ways to have fun and be intimate. Let your spouse know that you're always available. Guard against fulfilling sexual desires alone. Be open with your spouse about your desires and change things up to keep it exciting. So don't masturbate while you're in between doing shit with your husband. Girl. Uh, If you're struggling with sex. Oh, and then she lists fucking verses. It's fucking stupid. If you're struggling with sex with your spouse, get help. See a doctor and or licensed counselor and don't be afraid to get second opinions. I mean, so far I can agree. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm all about the sex however many times a week, day, whatever, but. But the no masturbating rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, can you relax? Okay. So. You can be- all use some alone time. Yeah. I'm not going to say that on here. <laughs> Fine. Okay, so the next is be open about everything, past, present, and future. You need to be able to trust each other with the easy and hard. Secrets are seeds for destruction. <laughs> and then there's another I mean, yeah. scripture. There's another, what do they call them? Verse? verse? Psalm? Verse, verse. Sometimes they may be seasons of difficulty or you may have to rebuild broken trust. Ask God to help you and get outside help if needed. We aren't meant to live life in isolation. We need support and community. Which, okay, yeah, all right, cool. Yep. Mm -hmm. Tell your spouse when they hurt you or when you have a problem with something and be quick to forgive. Speak up in love Mm -hmm. or else the problem will just linger and you may suffer unnecessarily and resentment might build up. See a licensed counselor or get help if problems persist. Another verse. At least she's saying, at least she's not saying like pray about it. Yes, she's actually saying like. At least like, she's not doing that, which is very, very good. But. Two claps for her. <laughs> However, if you are in an abusive relationship, do not stay. Report immediately to authorities. Get help and find a safe place to stay and get counseling from a licensed Christian counselor. Okay. <laughs> you lost me. So. The next is pray and fast for your husband. Ask him how you can pray for him and let him know when you do. Example, send him a text message and write a little note. (laughs) Here's the one that's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Look for ways to encourage your hubby. Serve him and meet his needs. God creates a call (laughs) with a desire to be wanted. Take the five love languages quiz together to find out the top ways you each receive love, then look for ways to show it. What? Okay. That's smart. I just I mean it would it would kind of save a few arguments if we're being fair. I just Which I learned that a long time ago, but I still haven't learned to apply it that uh when you love somebody, you should love them the way they can receive love and oh. not the way that you would expect it. And I get that confused all the time. Like acts of service, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I got to do some more reading. Yeah, but how she said I'm it I'm already married was, a little. 
meet his needs. Yeah, do everything you can like, for your husband. And then, but then whenever you read the actual thing, she says, find way, find out the top ways to each receive love. So, okay, maybe you should not fucking start it out with just him. But this is also <gasps> all about your fucking husband. So, so yeah. look mm. for – oh, no. Try to get at least 15 to 20 minutes of uninter- uninterrupted time to talk every day. Of course, blah, blah, blah. Uh, look nice for him. It's easy to get home and throw on the frumpy PJs and wash your makeup off, but make sure there are a few times a week you enjoy time together looking like you would hang out when you were dating. Plus, That's a real old school because even my mom is like, are you going to wear makeup today? That is really old and school. And I'm like, no. Even my mom. <laughs> my mom could be sick as fuck and she would still wear makeup. Right. The only time uh, in her entire life that I've never seen her be sick and not wear makeup is whenever she had COVID. And that's why I knew it was yep. bad because she didn't wear makeup still. It's just like letting people see her like in yeah, her natural state. She mm-hmm. not that sick. She thought she was dying. I mean, she could have, but. Right. Yeah. Um, scary. Thank goodness she didn't. Yeah. So, plus, even if you work from home, just getting fixed up in the morning can give you a boost to your day. I mean, sure, but to expect it, I don't know. Your skin needs rest. Let it breathe. That she's telling me to do it. <laughs> I guess you're right, dude. Do not watch those freaking classically Abby videos then. Because that's what all that's about. I found I I mentioned this a million times, but that's Ben Shapiro's uh, sister, and I found that out through that uh, YouTuber. Oh, that's right. And she and they were paying a lot of money because I would say like, don't show me this ad again. And it was literally like they were paying to put her ads constantly up for her videos, and it was like how to be a modern conservative woman, mm. how to be the best wife, blah blah blah, and it's stuff like that. It's literally what uh, this woman is writing about. It just freaks me out. Old school stuff. I mean, I know you should you should just be able to be yourself with your with your partner. Yeah. All this stuff is nice and dandy, but it shouldn't be like you have to or else nothing's gonna work. Yeah, I don't So this next one is go to bed fresh. It's easy to just want to shower in the morning and wake yourself up, but showering in the evening and sometimes before he gets home, if you arrive home before him. And even putting on fragrant lotion in front of him can be another way to say, I care and you're important to me. And lets him know that you're up for fun whenever he is. <laughs> Literally my mom, I swear to God. Okay. It's funny Anyways. I did not need to do that to have sex in the bathroom earlier. So, <laughs> Right. I got home from work this morning and it went, it was just fine. But yeah, anyways. It's and... I took a shower yesterday morning. So, yeah, that didn't matter, um, Jill. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just get lost in the moment. So that's nice yeah, that sometimes. people can have that kind of connection. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't require all the effort. But sometimes, I mean, hey, if it does for you, I don't know. What you should, <laughs> yeah, you should probably rethink it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah, it is disgusting after a while, but, you know. Sometimes. Uh, I mean, I do complain. I'm like, Hunter, why do you take showers in the morning? You think I want to be smelling you at, in bed at night like Dude, this? Yes. Every night? <laughs> yes. Making the sheets all oily? Ew. Stop it. <laughs> literally how it is. No, right. seriously. Mm-mm. Anyways. Okay. So but that's the thing is like men don't have to freaking care about all that. Anyways, right. whatever. And 
Jeremy says it all the time. Like, I don't give a fuck if you don't fucking shave your legs. Like, I still fucking want to fuck you regardless of anything that is going on that you think is going to bother mm-hmm. me. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't give a shit. Because you love each other. Exactly. exactly. So that's the bottom line. Where's that in this little list? Exactly. If he can't mm-hmm. fucking understand that you don't want to fucking do this shit every single day, then mm-hmm. goodbye. Mm-hmm. Like... Dude, and the longer you put it off, the more jarring it's going to be that day he sees you without makeup. Exactly, so Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. So, the next one is don't answer the phone during your first little bit together in the evening. And then can I get that, I guess? Like, it's just y'all, so just don't be on your fucking phone the whole time. But I don't yeah. also, I don't care about that shit either. But, I mean, some people do, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the next is be confident about your body, which, yes... Um, oh, look, see, okay, she does. She redeems herself a little bit. She says, chances are he is less concerned about the things you're worried about him not liking than you are. He'll be happier Mm -hmm. when you are confident about yourself and there are things you can change to do to be more confident about yourself. But this is also not good because she's saying, be confident about yourself so that your man can love you more. Why can't you just be confident about yourself just to be confident about yourself? I guess because it applies to her for marriage yeah, roles or whatever. But you, mm-hmm. the longer you pretend you're perfect, the more shocking it's going to be when he finds out you aren't. Yeah. I didn't fart in front of Hunter till I was five years in. You should have seen his face. I have, dude. That was that is like a thing that I don't want to fucking do. But I have farted in front of Jeremy millions of times. But he has. We all have. Anything. <laughs> He hasn't said a word. That's amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, either I'm he didn't shook. hear or he doesn't care. Oh, no. Mine scream from the rooftop sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not shy about being like, God damn. And Jeremy fights in front of me all the goddamn time, though. And they're gross. I know, but that's the thing about men. They don't fight. We just have to take them as they are. Yeah, but exactly. But God, for, God forbid. I'm I also don't want him to, like, I wouldn't care, but I also don't want him to make a fucking big deal out of it, which I know he will. So I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The next is don't let your children control the house. Amen. Yes. Um, then it's figure out what he likes and do it with him, which is kind of okay. Why the fuck can't he do shit that you like? Right. I don't know. This okay, so um make the most of the time you're both off work and try to keep the calendar free for family time, show affection in the home and in public. Get new lingerie. Online is an easy way to buy if you don't want to go into the fucking store. As a surprise yep. surprise gift for birthdays, holidays, vacations, or whenever. Cute. Ask God to give you ideas of how you can surprise your husband or do things that will mean a lot to him. Mm -hmm. Be intentional. Reflect often. Take the challenge to spend every night together during your first year of marriage. And be intentional about minimizing the nights you have to spend apart in the future. And make weekly dates or a date time a priority. Cute. Okay. Mm -hmm. Amen. And her husband has a companion blog, which is also cringe. 
Um, oh, see, I want to know what the hell Christ- or you know Baptist men have to say about. Oh this. yeah, and I did, I couldn't I couldn't go and look for it because it was just I was because first of all I don't like him as a person so I didn't want to know. Right. I wonder if men are ever like super devout that like if say she comes in with lingerie on he's like <gasps> uh, he like turns away and is like oh my gosh put your clothes on right I I don't know I feel like then you know he just married you to uh, raise your kids that's it yeah then you know that he might possibly be gay and he just can't say it yeah oh my gosh she's the beard that's sad <laughs> so uh, Derek besides that companion blog he's also in law school and a big transphobic dick bag and jill sells pyramid scheme oh i mean i'm sorry i mean mlm product and (laughs) also makes vlogs (laughs) and Mm -hmm. something that is actually very um crazy or i guess crazy for them but um jill and derek and their little family have distanced themselves from the rest of the duggars recently and they no longer go over to the house and visit. Apparently, there's been arguments. Oh, and she has her nose pierced. She wears pants. Oh. And she has drank alcohol. So that might also be why they don't talk to her anymore. I don't know. And she it's has to talk about sex. Like, I think that's supposed to be like a pregnant thing. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say this is kind of edgy for uh, them. But now that I know, yeah, she has her she's the most people. normal of the yeah, group. She's, but she's still not that normal. Mm. Um. But real quick, speaking of being transphobic, in August 2014, Michelle, the mom, recorded a political robocall regarding legislation affecting transgender individuals, which the Huffington Post described as transphobic and the Washington Post described as anti-discrimination. The robocall included Michelle saying the Fayetteville City Council is voting on an ordinance this Tuesday night that would allow men, yes, I said men, to use women's and girls' restrooms, locker rooms, showers, sleeping areas, and other areas that are designated for females only. I don't believe the citizens in Fayette, citizens of Fayetteville would want males with past child predator convictions <laughs> that claim that they oh are my. female to go or to have illegal rights to enter private areas that are reserved for women and girls. In response to this robocall, a petition was started on change.org calling for TLC to cancel the show, 19 Kids Accounting, which received over 100,000 signatures. In response to the first petition, a second petition was started asking TLC to keep the show on air, which also received over 100,000 signatures. Damn it. And also the entire family has been pretty racist and culturally culturally ignorant, which is, I think it's it's like the same thing, but um, from mocking Asian people by pulling their eyes back, to Jim Bob saying <gasps> hola to foreign people, even when they aren't in a Spanish-speaking country. <clears throat> yeah, that part gets on my goddamn nerves because I grew up knowing a shit ton of fucking white men that said that shit all the time. Yeah, You go to a Mexican restaurant, ooh, I think it was, I don't know. Well, I guess it just got on my nerves because we were at a fucking Mexican restaurant. I'm with a bunch of white people and I'm the only Mexican girl and this man's trying to speak Spanish, but... And I know that he doesn't. Um, But I guess it would be even, I mean, it's way worse when you're like in fucking China and you're speaking to someone in Spanish. Like, Christ. Yeah. I would give him the dirtiest look ever if I was like nearby. Yeah. And they have that on film. Like, that was part of the show. 
Oh man. They would take them like to different countries and shit. And I'm telling you, they would put them in compromising situations that they know that they're going to fuck up and they do. Psh, nowadays they would probably get jumped. Yeah. Now nobody's messing around with that stuff anymore. Yeah. So moving on to Jessa. Jessa is 28 years old and she has three kids and with a fourth on the way, and she's married to Ben Seawald. And she does mommy vlogs. And besides comparing the Holocaust to abortion, she hasn't done anything else worth noting. Good. Oh, my God. Yeah, she posted this whole ass thing on Instagram. They post a lot of shit on Instagram that people are like, what in the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why? <laughs> what is wrong with you? But... Mm. um. Yeah, and oh, I was watching a thing too on that video on YouTube. Apparently, the husbands, like the the guys, before they ask, like whenever they ask the dad if they can date the girls, they have to fill mm-hmm. out like a questionnaire, and it's like mm-hmm. two pages long. It's fucking. Is it mostly based on the Lord's word? I'm not sure. They didn't say what it was about, or they didn't say what was in there. But I mean, fifty fucking questions. Like, goddamn. How many fingers will you be inserting in yeah, my daughter? Yeah, I was about to say, are you going to fuck? Are you going to? Are you circumcised? <laughs> are you going to have a picture of Jesus above your bed? Right. Are you going to have a picture of my wife and I above oh, your bed? Oh shit! That one's the better one. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't even always remember. watching. Always. Ew. You do that so good. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> the next is Ginger. Um, she is 27. With a J? Yes, Ginger with a J. <laughs> <laughs> that caught me off guard. I was like, whose kid is this? Yes, no, Ginger with a J. And she's Oh, literally? She's 27. She met former professional soccer player Jeremy Volo, who is, I think that's how you say it, I can't remember, um, who is also a big dick bag. Uh, but they met uh, while on a mission trip to Central America in 2015, and they got married in 2016, and they have two kids. Jeremy is a pastor that on YouTube that spews, like, fucked up views that is not surprising, and... His mom, like, has a lot of, like, charities and organizations or whatever that they work for or that they do shit with. And they're also mm-hmm. pretty fucked up. Like, one of them is the Pregnancy Crisis Center. And those places, like, it's, like, the one here in San Angelo, the Pregnancy Help Center. Mm-hmm. and Where they act like they're going to help you, but they're just trying to talk you out of your choices. Yes. They make you feel like shit, especially if you're not married. Or, well, definitely if you're not married. That's why you're there. But... Or if you don't right. have, if you're there, something is wrong, and they need to save you. So and your child. So that's why that happens. But I fucking yeah. Um, but yeah, country used to go in there and just take condoms out of the jar. Do they even have condoms? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They did whenever we were in high school. Unless I'm thinking of the, there were two places in San Angelo. and I forget which one had the condoms. That sometimes whatever we didn't have any money, and we would just. I'd make him go in there. The Planned Parenthood had. I think it was like a tall black building, right? Or like a gray building. I can't remember. I'm it's the one across that. from Lee, or I don't remember what it's called now. From Lee. Yes, exactly. Okay, then yeah, it is that one. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I didn't stay there long enough to. I only went one time, and they made me feel like shit because Damn. I 
I wasn't even dating a guy anymore, so they made me feel like shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was stupid. But, yeah, and they give you all these pamphlets and shit. It's fucking terrible. Like, to go to counseling and all this shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I just wanted to figure yeah, exactly. this dude that, and that you did. Yes. Or you did and you didn't mm-hmm. like shit about it. Like, I literally thought they were going to be like, oh, it's negative. Goodbye. And they sat me down in a room. And they fucking handed me Kleenexes, and I'm like, "What is this for? What's happening?" They scared the shit. They wanted to bring you to tears. They did, and I was like, "Ew, get! I'm leaving. Bye." Yeah, for real. Um. So, anyways, Ginger and Jeremy have a book coming out soon that is about their lives together. And next is special. Yeah. Um. They made like a huge apparently their show is still on air. There it's a new one. It's titled something else. So the next one is Joseph and he's 26. Um uh, he's married to Kendra Caldwell and they have three kids. And I couldn't find anything interesting on him except that one of his other brothers used to date Kendra before he did. <laughs> Which I don't, I didn't, oh. I wouldn't think would be acceptable in the family, but who knows? A failed courtship, I see. Yeah. The father was like, "You got an older brother." Yeah, the father was like, or the actual their Jim Bob was like, "You know what? You would be great for my other son." <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a fucking mm-hmm. work application, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh okay, never mind. So it's it's uh. It's the boy. I thought it was the girl. The yeah. So never mind. I said it backwards. Oh, You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then <sighs> it is. Hold on. Um, okay. Then it's Josiah, and he's 24. He married Lauren Swanson, and they have one kid together. The only thing I could find on him was that he also has a pilot license, and his wife can fucking sing like she is so good so good she's oh really yeah i'm gonna play you something that she's saying hold on what in the fuck is going on outside it's the black eyed children stop it (laughs) where in the fuck is it oh they took it fucking off sing the gospel <clears throat> I'm, gonna just bring it, I'm gonna bring it around from that fucking thing that I was watching yesterday. Oh, here it is. Ready? Yes. Okay, hold on. This girl's gonna talk for a second. Idiot, but I don't think he would openly strike his child in front of a camera crew. At this point in time, his wife Lauren is probably more famous than he is. All I'm saying is that she has a flair for the dramatic. I to the the Okay, pop off. Yes. Um, she sings really good and he joins her sometimes, which he doesn't sound as good as her, but whatever. <laughs> so the next is I hate that I did not fucking write the ages. That's what I'm looking up. That's what's taking me so long to start each one. <laughs> All their names starting with J reminds me of um the my big fat Greek wedding, Nick, Nikki, <laughs> Nico, <laughs> <laughs> and here we have my cousin Nick, Nikki, 
and his daughter's what is <laughs> yeah he just keeps going <laughs> Nikita Nicole and Nick yeah <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to watch it now. Before the Kardashians, there were the Duggars. Dude, for real. So, next is Joanna, and she's 23 years old, and she married Justin Forsythe in 2017. They have two kids. I think she's the one that had, like, I, I think almost, I think maybe there's, like, three or four of these kids that they had their either the girls or the old oh, well, the girls but somebody i'm pretty sure it was like four of them had um miscarriages Aww. and joanna had like a really bad one like it was i think she was 20 weeks pregnant like life-threatening yeah like she was in the hospital for a long time um Ugh. i think this was joanna that did it and what's so sad is that sometimes doctors will be like, if we terminate the pregnancy, uh, you have a, a higher likelihood of, of surviving and having children again, but then they, they don't. They want to carry out the pregnancy no matter what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I, this is, that's what they did. Um, here it oh. says, jo, uh, Joy announced that she was expecting her second child. On July 3rd, 2019, the couple revealed they suffered a miscarriage and that during an autonomy gender reveal ultrasound at 20 weeks gestation on June 26, 2019, the doctor did not find any heartbeat. They named their stillborn daughter Annabelle Elise. Joy delivered Annabelle on July 1st, 2019. So yeah, she, well, I guess it was only a too, but. Yeah, I mean, I respect their choice, but whenever it's it's guilt based on uh, religion is when it's really sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then there's the other sweat sweat the other set of twins, and Aww. that is Jedediah. One of my, I think one of my friends' kids is named Jedediah. Really? Oh, it's Zedekiah. Sorry. Oh, cool. All their names are it's Sariah, Mosiah, Ezriah, Zedekiah, Loriah. And I, they're having one more, and I don't remember what her name is. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Their names are super long, but that's what like they have like four names, like each. <laughs> oh. But that's what they call them. Jedediah is 22 years old and he goes by Jed and he's mm-hmm. married to Caitlin Nakatsu and they got married on April 3rd of this year which was like three <gasps> weeks ago or it's gonna be three weeks ago whenever we were the episode comes out congratulations so of course <laughs> oh and it was uh on YouTube it was live streamed on YouTube Oh. But I think there was still a bunch of people there. So, of course, like his dad and his brothers, he jumped into politics and ran for state representative in 2020 and lost by 10 percentage points. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But he is still actively trying to do the whole politics thing. But, yeah, he goes by Jed. And the other twin, who is also 22, is Jeremiah. And he's a certified flight instructor and dabbles in construction has a CDL, and has a passion for music, but he's not married. 
Hmm. And so the rest are the little Duggars who have yet to cause an uproar. And Hmm. some of them are still older. Like they're still not minors, but they haven't done anything and they're not married. So there's Hmm. Jason, who is 20, James, who's 19, Justin, who's 18, Jackson, who's 16, Oh, Justin actually got engaged in November 2020. So there's that. But um Jackson 16, Joanna Johanna is 15. I think I started watching whenever Johanna was born. I want to say or she was just a little baby. I don't remember, but I just remember her being really little. And then there's Jennifer 14, Jordan Grace is 12, and finally Josie is 11. Aw. Yep. And they were actually going to have 20 kids. Wait, how many do they have? What did I say? I mean, it was 19 and counting. But they had changed it to 20 because they were going to – oh, yeah, they have 19. Because um, Michelle had gotten pregnant again during the show and um, she had a miscarriage at 20 weeks too, I think. Oh, and how old was she? Is she uh, or at the time when she was having that I pregnancy? Say she was in her forties. She was old, and they told mm-hmm. her that it was going to be um, kind of dangerous, uh, risky. Yeah, because it yeah. was with Josie, and mm. Josie was born premature, and so this the last was one too much. But yeah, they miscarried that mm-hmm. baby. So, but they had already started changing all the names or all the titles of the shows and shit to twenty kids and counting. And they oh, came out with a book so called 20 Kids and Counting, and then they ended up losing that baby. And that baby was going to oh, be named Jubilee. Oh. Yeah, I like that name. It's cute. I wasn't Very cute. Kid that, but it's super cute. Um, <laughs> so those are all the kids. Then on May 22nd, 2015, TLC suspended the series when the whole thing with Josh came out. Then... Mm-hmm. On July 16, 2015, TLC announced that the show was officially canceled and would not resume production. But then, a spinoff show, Counting On, aired in December 2015 and is still on air now. And fans are waiting to see if it's canceled or not for 2021. Hmm. The- I wonder if it's still just as entertaining. Are there any fans that can comment on well, how it's going over there? Only- it's not the parents. It's only the girls. It's only, um, I don't think Jana's in it either, but I think it's, what's her name? Jessa. It's Jill. Or just Jill's not doing it anymore because of the whole, they're not talking to him anymore. But um, it's mm-hmm. Jessa and Ginger. And I think, I don't know if Joy did it or not, but yeah, they were doing it. And I think the rest of the kids were on it too, but I'm not 100% sure. But there was other spinoffs too. There was like a Jessa and Jill and that ended too. And then they Ginger and some, I don't remember, but it was, they did a couple of things and now this counting on. But people are still like actively like talking about them on social media. Like they like watching them. Hmm. Well, it might be still, uh, it's like inspiring to have a, uh believers have their own you know little sect of the uh media and the reality right. a bunch of tv stuff or watched them i know that if only, if only there was a non-problematic uh group to follow but every single one of them is corrupt and terrible 
Well, I mean, I don't know exactly like what their upbringing was like exactly, but I'm sure the trauma will come out. Oh, I was talking later, about- which is very sad. Oh, that's what you were talking about. I thought you were talking about political but- party. Oh no, I'm just talking about um, <laughs> fans, fans of you know religious. Well, you know they religious people have them to look up to in reality TV. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully someone else comes out and they're normal. They get a lot of um, a lot of the money that they get in besides those rental properties or whatever um, is having guest appearances at churches. Like they will come and talk at churches. Oh, oh so ask, yeah, they, they're going to be making money. Yes. The asking price is like $500,000. And what all the heck? bills paid are all expenses paid for the trip. Well, no problem. Let's have them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which child is your favorite? We're asking the hot questions on this podcast. Yes, I want to know which kid is your favorite. Mine was Jessa. You have that many. Aw, when you have that many, can you even pick though? They blur together. No, I'm just playing. I'm sure she says, I love all my children equally. Oh my gosh. You sounded so cute. Um, Her voice is very messy. Find your buddy. Everybody find your buddy. Yeah. And like when they have to go to the restaurants and stuff, link arms. Come on. Whenever I see like the old footage of them when they first were like in the specials and shit, they dressed so crazy. And now they dress like. (laughs) I don't know. They make their own clothes, right? Don't they? No, they buy stuff from thrift shops. Well, that's what she said. It was brand name shit that she found at thrift shops conveniently. I, hey, it happens if you I look know, hard enough. Happen. But now everybody's thrifting. Yeah. So, so scarce. Yeah, you have to be quick and be in there, <laughs> which I do not do. Um, I don't fit in brand name shit anyways. But um, their, their style has become a lot less... Um, Poofy, I guess. I don't even know how to describe And like more modern? Yes, more modern. I'm picturing the mom in like that denim dress situation with the t-shirt under it. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a sleeveless, I don't know, it's almost like overalls, but it's in dress form and it's she has a t-shirt under it and it's, you know, below the knee. And then they're all like matching. Yeah, pretty all much. the girls wear denim skirts. Oh. Yep. And they're super long. Mm-hmm. And their hair is never cut. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I thought they were really cute whenever they first started, but then it just became close to crazy shit. But yeah. yeah, that was my true crime episode. <laughs> I guess it's Jeez. true crime. I mean, it's creepy, so it, it, it works no matter what. Yeah, it is. He committed crimes, so yes. Yes. They also had a lot of trouble with, like, the businesses that they tried to start. Um, They had, like, an FBI raid at one point because of these businesses. Like, it was, there's, like, shady shit with that, too. But that wasn't as as crazy as what Josh did. Yeah. Poor girls. Mm -hmm. Um, This is going to be a super controversial question, but say... They were the one didn't know what happened. Would they like? Would it be bad to not tell them so that they don't get traumatized from having that happen without 
knowing that it happened? I think they tried to. Like, would you, like, would you want to know, you know, that kind of thing? I wouldn't want to know. I would not. Right. Because then that would be all I would think about. Like, I can't believe I didn't know that happened to me when I was young. Like, I wouldn't want to know either. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if it, because who knows? And, you know, the whole repressed memories situation too yeah i was gonna say they might have actually been awake and they just made themselves forget or they were just so shocked that it was happening to them that they made themselves forget right especially if if like you said their their teachings and stuff would have already described that that kind of stuff is bad their brains you know for protection purposes would just block it out very sad Mm -hmm. traumatic um well it's just it's very strange that the most traditional thinking can lead to the most non-traditional upbringing it's not healthy sometimes Mm -hmm. um two parents can only do so much but it's strange that you told me that they started out normal or you know quote-unquote normal uh because i didn't know that that she used to take birth control and they they were young and doing regular stuff and then just all shifted into got into the extreme baptist stuff and yeah. That's what changed everything. I wonder if they were really shamed into it or if they were like very willing, like, oh, this is going to be our best selves whenever we're like this. I feel like it's a little bit of both for anybody. Probably. I mean, sure. And and I can see how belonging to a group and, you know, that's made of, you know, love and rainbows and stuff could be nice, but it can also be um, toxic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when, you know, uh, child offenders and stuff are all together. Yep. Yep. Protecting one another. Yes, protecting one another. Mm-hmm. Very true. Well, speaking of that, Handmaid's Tale is almost back. When does it come back out? I finally finished. The 28th. You finished the third yes. season? Did you freaking sob? I screamed. I did. I was like, what in the fuck is happening? I was sobbing. And uh, if you don't have time to rewatch everything, Fundy Fridays has a... Uh, Timed it out perfectly, and I'm having. I have a feeling that she's gonna put out the third season of her watching it and recapping it for us uh, before it comes oh, out. So that would be nice because she did the other two. Yeah, dude. Anything that has to do with like evangelists or like extreme religion or shows like that, she will watch it and recap oh, it. And I like it because she keeps it real. Like she cried on the same part I was crying on, and I was wa- sitting there watching her watch it, and she was crying. And it was great. It's like a, it's like an empowering thing, mm-hmm. I guess. But anyways, um, I hope she comes out with the recap of season three, even though I literally rewatched every single season over the last month and a half, but it's just so good. It really is so good. If anyone has given up on Handmaid's Tale, jump back on because. Yeah, it definitely got, good. Lot, it definitely got crazy again. It's just interesting how. Uh, especially when the, they show the women's point of view, you know, like Aunt Lydia, like how did she get to the point of yes. being able to think this is a good idea yeah. or rational or reasonable? She was a- and it really shows. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, I love that. And Serena Joy. <gasps> oh, yeah, but she eventually – oh, my God. I just remember what happens to her in this one. Oh, oh, yep. And then I also found a podcast that also rec- recaps it. And it's telling me stuff because the women that do the podcast uh, have read the book too. So they like make comparisons. Apparently Serena Joy was supposed to be like uh, the Waterfords were supposed to be a very like an older couple, like almost along uh, Joseph Lawrence's oh, age, yeah. you know, white hair. 
situation, but they wanted to make them younger so that it was more difficult for um, June to understand like how they think this is okay. You oh, know, I see. Because she was a modern woman, Serena, and also Serena was going to be. Uh, she was supposed to be like an old seamstress type woman, but she's a book writer and she was a politician pretty much. And just seeing that whole journey is just it's wild. Yeah. It, and nobody believes me that when, when I say like this almost feels realistic to me. Yeah. But when is. you watch the show, you start to kind of get when it, like where it starts. Flashback to the time before, it fucking creeps me out. It starts with one thing, which is reproductive rights, and then it turns into something else. And yeah, all it takes is is a, like, oh my God, God forbid, but that whenever the, the capital was, you know, overrun or whatever, oh, yeah. oh. that's pretty much what happened in that show to make it to where they literally just replaced the government. Yeah. That's what people were talking about whenever that happened too. Terrifying. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. So, uh, April 28th, we are not sponsored by Hulu, but if y'all haven't seen Handmaid's Tale, you're missing yeah. out. Cause wow. Uh, in these times, especially, but that was interesting. I had no idea about the Duggars. Uh, hopefully they, they find their way. I don't know. And hopefully he, that one guy does, uh, doesn't, Josh, doesn't re-offend yeah. anyone in the future. In check. Right. If the, if those things go untreated, that's, that's the kind of thing that happens. Or he, at the very least, needs to go to jail if he does do some fucked up shit again. Because he hasn't been in jail. Honestly, no justice, just a slap on mm-hmm. the wrist. I wonder if they think he's going to hell. I wonder. Do they believe in hell? I don't know. I think they do. I don't want to merge things. I'm not sure. Well. All right. All right. (laughs) Very controversial family, very controversial ideas, beliefs, uh, whether you're religious or not. Hopefully we all agree that predators should be uh, given justice and given it quickly. But in this case it didn't happen so tell me what you guys think has everybody forgotten what josh duggar has done is he forgiven is he going to hell who knows let us know what you think if you guys watched the duggars growing up and what you thought of them then what you think of them now we would love to hear it personally i didn't watch the show so if you did watch the show please let us know your uh thoughts and ideas on our instagram at give me the creeps g-i-m-m-e the creeps or on our Twitter. We'll make some posts over there. And thank you guys for listening. If you have not made a review yet, we would really appreciate it. Go over to Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about us, you know? Thanks. So, did we give you the creeps? <laughs>